0: Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big City lifestyle, small school feel. First class hockey experience. Behind the mask and behindthemask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPal, our chemical free line of cleaning product, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer states banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the SW.com network. Here are
1: your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, wherever you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Saints. We appreciate their support, as always. It's a Wednesday night, so that means it's uh, – well, okay, let's, let me back up. It's a Wednesday night. It's 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, I am not in Scottsdale. Scott Strandy joining you from the 16th floor of the beautiful D Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh. Is uh, in Las Vegas, but not
2: with me. Stephen, how are you doing? Doing well, Scott. Glad you made it to, to Vegas safely. Uh, we're always happy to have you visiting our wonderful uh, city that we call Las Vegas. Uh, even though it's an interesting time still, but we're keeping it keeping it safe and we're staying socially distant. I'm still at, I'm still at my place, and you're of course at the D. So, uh, but we are here together through this podcast, and we're excited to do another show. For our listening viewers, listening viewers—that's a good one. Listening audience, <laughs> how about?
1: <laughs> how you like that one? Yeah, that was—I just realized when I said that what I just said. It took me. <laughs> uh, that's all right. It's been a long day for me too. Uh, I made the trek up here from uh, from Phoenix, which really isn't bad anymore. We uh, we hop in the uh, Bell Ford Ford Escape and put it on cruise control and, and just pretty much go. But. A big thank you to our uh, presenting partner for Professional Hockey Southwest Week, with D. Las Vegas. Uh, what a great place. I mean, uh, 16th floor overlooking the, uh, the beautiful downtown uh, Las Vegas. So a lot of fun. Happy to be here. Um, <clears throat> we are talking club hockey tonight, though. we got a great guest coming on uh, in about 10, 12 minutes or so, Stephen. We've got the former assistant coach uh, with ASUACHAD Hockey, now the assistant coach with the uh, Sheridan Hawks, the North American Hockey League 3, I guess is how we say it. I'll ask him when he comes on. He'll tell me. Uh, but we're looking forward to having Chad Bailey on and, uh, and discussing all kinds of things that are hockey because um, he's experiencing some different things, not only the COVID life, but junior hockey at different levels. And he's seen ACHA, uh, D1 hockey. He's been to a national tournament with them. So all kinds of good stuff to talk to Chad about here in about 12 minutes. But in the meantime, Stephen, let's – uh Let's discuss what's going on. I, I'm going to start tonight by saying uh, I got a text message today from our presenting partners over at uh, Maryville University, and John Hogan said, hey, um, maybe in two weeks I want to come on because I might have some news for you, and I want to I want to talk some uh, ACHA hockey with you, so you're going to have time for me? And I said, absolutely, uh, Coach Hogan. We will bring you on in two weeks. And he said, you know what? I might even have some national tournament news for you. And I'm going like, oh, now you
2: pique my interest. So, uh, so <laughs> you, had to, you had to find you had to find time in our busy uh, busy calendar of shows here to uh, get him in there because I know we always, a hard, we always yeah. have a we always have hard time getting guests on because we just have so many guests come on every week, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so so we'll have John Hogan on in two weeks. Um, Like I said, tonight we have Chad Bailey on, which I've been uh, just chomping at the bit. Nice article uh, in the Sheridan newspaper, I believe it was, about Chad. So we'll ask him about that and and go from there. But there was a little hockey played in Las Vegas last weekend. You got a a rundown for
2: us on the three-on-three championship? Absolutely. Actually, the UNLV hockey uh, team just put out their newsletter, and in that newsletter it kind of recaps what happened uh, last week. Because uh, things kind of changed, you know, they were going to allow people to come in and, and watch it in the stands. But obviously, with the COVID numbers going up and restrictions around the state getting a little bit more uh, restrictive, they had to really—they re- couldn't really allow anybody in inside the rink to watch it. They they could allow maybe the 50 people or so to watch it from the restaurant in there, Mackenzie's, uh, to watch it from the window there, but not anybody. And they didn't even stream the game, the thing, so uh, people couldn't see it. So we had to rely on social media and the updates from from them on what happened in that. And then there was a recap that was put out in the newsletter. And what really happened was really well put tournaments. It was unfortunate that this final um, event last week, they had to to do it with virtually nobody there. But that's just kind of the situation we're in. The fact that they're still able to get on the ice in some way and skate, as we've talked about before, is a plus. Uh, So, again, we want to talk about what's been going on with that. There's been four teams comprised mainly of the UNLV players, but some not UNLV players. Uh, a couple of pro players that have played in the and One that's played overseas, uh, each on a different let uh, me, team. Let me
1: go. Let on. me interject this uh, first and foremost. This was not a UNLV sanctioned thing. This was a three on three tournament that was put on by uh, I guess the, the the arena and the guys got together on their own. But it was not a UNLV uh, project. I just want to clarify that. Correct.
2: Correct. Yeah, that, that's that's probably important to to mention there, so they they don't get in trouble for that. But yeah, that that is that is that is my understanding of it as well. Uh, but a lot of the the players that comprise the UNLV roster were on some of these uh, these little uh, teams. Uh, but yeah, so that took place. That finished up uh, last week. Uh, it Was each uh, they had some different sp- sponsors uh, that provided the teams and. And the four seeds, so to speak, uh, really upset because they were they were coming in as like the four seeds, so to speak, and they ended up winning the whole thing on the uh, playoff weekend. So that was exciting. Um, you had some great great action back and forth. Let me just read through some of this. Um, in the final game, uh, the first team, Nate Glitch, who's a, who's a realtor here, he's sponsored to one of the, one of these teams in this event. Uh, there's Got off to a hot start with some goals by a couple of UNLV players, uh, Daniel Fisher, Fisher and Angelos Salaflos, and, uh, and also a guy from the ECHL, Zach Portiro. And then the other team, uh, Gene, got some good got some good scoring from uh, Govig, Nick Govig, who plays in Germany, had a hat trick. And then the goaltender for the Negligent team, Bryce Crowley, who's who's also on you also. We'll be playing on the U.N.O.V. team when that season starts. Uh, Had some great saves down the stretch. So, the champs, so to speak, the, the Naglitch team, 6 3 win in the title game. And uh, so, that's that's who wins. So, people that yeah. have been following that will know that Team Naglitch uh, got the trophy and got to celebrate, hopefully by preparing for finals, <laughs> as, as was said in the tweet uh, last week. So Love it. Love it. And I said, so so Not much you can do right now, anyway. Not much you can do right now, anyway. And we don't want. Big celebration of everything is COVID yeah. times, but definitely so, preparing so for. So hold on a minute. So, so hold on a minute. We can't storm
1: the field like they did a month or two ago in Notre Dame when they when they won a big football game. We can't do that. <laughs> uh, probably probably not probably not a wise idea. <laughs> uh, but but I'll tell you what, that was a dandy trophy they got. So congratulations yeah. to the guys. Congratulations for uh, everybody to come together and, and get out there and, and continue to play because. Um, we got a pretty good feeling, I think, right now that January first is going to allow our ACHA schools to get back uh, in some form or fashion and get playing hockey. We know a little bit about the NHL thanks to uh, uh, the great Mr. Bill Foley. Uh, never, never a doubt. If you need something, you just listen to him talk, and uh, and
2: he'll let you know what's going on. So and, hopefully, and I, it was kind of it was kind of interesting about that because <laughs> he was on an interview about something totally different It's one of his other businesses. And obviously, this guy's involved in a lot of stuff, and they just made a big acquisition, and, and at the end I, I watched the interview with uh, the Fox Business Network, and she asked who happened to do a thing with Gary Brittman asked, so what do you know about the season? And, of course, he doesn't reserve himself. He pulled in and said, the season's likely going to start in middle of January. Uh, we'll probably not have any fans, but we will be playing in T-Mobile at the start of the season. And then, of course, the ultimatum he threw at the end of this is that, you know, he said, it's too bad our fans won't be able to be in T-Mobile because we intend on winning the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a
1: lot of fun. We're going to break it all down on professional hockey yeah. selfless weekly on Monday, so we'll get to
2: that. Um, uh, like okay, I Scott, can... one other thing. One other thing too. Can I mention sure. about sure. UNLV? Yeah. Just going through the newsletter, we'll, we'll give them since we know a little bit news about them. Uh, they're going to do a jersey reveal. I want uh, this is in their newsletter that people can subscribe to if they go on uh, their social media pages and stuff. There's information about that, but uh, this is going to be UNLV's 15th season in the ACHA, so that's pretty significant. This I think this is going to be their fourth or fifth season at division one and the rebels uh this year have partnered with ccm hockey they're going to bring a uh, sleek new jersey design that's going to pay homage to the program's historic past las vegas as well as unlv um they've also uh, teamed up with the cosmopolitan and luxor's esports arena to put together a uh, reveal like no one has ever seen that i'm reading what i yeah i'm just that's not my words this is their words this is but it's, it's got to be true, right, because it's coming from I, them. I can, see the, I can see the air quotes. <laughs> yes, the reveal, in quotes, uh, will drop on all social media outlets on January 1st, 2021, and then they're going nice. to be for sale uh, the day after at rebelhockey.com. So look for that on New Year's Day 2021, and they're going to reveal their jerseys for this upcoming season, which shouldn't really be called 2021 at this point. It should be called the twenty one <laughs> season. But some teams in the ACHA did already start playing, so technically I guess it's still 2021. twenty one. We're Our season for our – intensive purposes is 2021 season but or 21 you, season just but anyways you, i'm getting all know. off on
1: yeah, you got me all twisted up right now. I feel I like I'm wrapped up in cords here or something, can't get out. <laughs> anyway, well, that, well with, all the, this, with most... all the
2: equipment you carry around, if you're being wrapped up in cords, may not be a may not be an imagination. That might be a, almost a reality at some point. But as okay. I've seen all the equipment you carry around for your, your shoots and stuff. There's a lot of cords involved sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely true on that part. So that's
1: it, ACHA fans. If you want to get – uh Get some more publicity. Uh, just just poke Stephen or send him an email or something, and let him know that uh, you've got something going on because he's up on all of it. Women's hockey, he covers every team. So uh, if you need something, uh, just send him a, an email or send him a, a direct message on one of the social media accounts, and we'll happy we're happy to get it on for you.
2: Absolutely. Let's take a, let's let's take a quick absolutely. break, Stephen. A Absolutely. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Vegas guy, so I've obviously <laughs> done something you know, in the past. So I'm to them a little bit. But I want to hear from the other, the other teams in our ACHA bubble, if All you right. want to start our umbrella. And we want to hear what's yeah. going on with them as the season is getting ready to, to start. So hopefully start. Hear
1: that? You hear that, Arizona State, Grand Canyon, U of A, Colorado, Colorado State, Utah, get on board with us. Okay, let's uh, take a quick break. Let's come back and, and visit with our special guest tonight, the assistant coach from the uh, Sheridan Hawks, Chad Bailey is going to join us in about three minutes.
0: We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone, but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user. And the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale or at BehindTheMask.com.
3: I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive of ribs?
0: Looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University could be for you. Playing in the brand new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team, as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home and give any player a varsity-level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience.
1: For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. All right, we're back. Scott Strandy joining tonight from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, the 16th floor of the D Hotel right here in the heart of downtown Las Vegas. Uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, of course, presented by our friends of our Maryville University and the Maryville University. University Hockey Saints, Stephen Marsh, joining me from his beautiful palatial estate on the other side of Vegas, the expensive part, folks. Uh, and uh, it's our pleasure tonight to introduce and welcome uh, our special guest, a former Sun Devil. So if you've been hanging around the uh, ASU program a couple of years ago, you saw this guy all the time. And now he's an assistant coach of the Sheridan Hawks of the uh, North American Hockey League 3. Uh, Chad Bailey, how are you?
4: Uh, I'm doing well. How
1: are you guys? Uh, we're doing well. You got Scott and Stephen with you tonight, and I, I understand
4: uh, via the grapevine that you may have been on a bus for like fourteen hours or something earlier today. I was. We <laughs> left Sheridan, Sheridan, Wyoming last night at nine PM. We got into Mason City, Iowa, this morning at eleven. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't get into the hotel early, so we we went and dropped the gear off at the rink. Uh, got back here around 30 ate lunch went back to the rink for practice at 3 <laughs> uh, had practice from 4 to 5:30 and had then we went to dinner i feel like i haven't slept in 48 hours but how are we doing we're good, we're here <laughs> uh, well well, I even appreciate you more now, knowing that you went <laughs> through all that
1: and are still hanging in there to visit with us tonight. It's great to hear your voice again. I, I You know, I have to see you on social media or other places because I haven't seen you in a while, but one of the last times that you and I had a chance to visit, there was a, a big tattoo being put on you.
3: Explain
4: there was. One to <laughs> so I, uh, for my 100th game with uh, the Sun Devils, I went and got Sparky in and, and starting of a sleeve and... Uh, last year, day before our playoffs started, uh, I went and got the hawk, and so the hawk has it. been the hawk has been added next to Sparky. Uh, sadly, two days later, the season was shut down, and uh, we didn't get a final re- result. Heading into the playoffs as a, as a two seed in our division, and we're back this year looking looking for a little bit of revenge.
1: Okay, I'm going to let Stephen jump in with some questions in a minute, I promise. But I wanted to uh, let you kick it off by telling us about uh, how you got to Sheridan and, and what it's been like in Sheridan the last two years because you guys
4: have played some phenomenal hockey. Yeah, we've had, we've had a good, good first year and a half as a program. Uh, we, when, I, when I came here, we, it hadn't um, been a program before. It was its first year last year. I got in contact with the head coach, uh, Andy Shive, because he played for Joe Coombs. Joe Coombs is a head coach of the Jamestown Rebels, who uh, their assistant is actually Josh Brown, the old ASU achad one head coach. Uh, Oh, absolutely. uh, Joe knew that Andy was looking for an assistant, and Josh knew I wanted to get into junior hockey, and so they kind of put us into – put us, uh, in contact with each other. I came out on a visit to Sheridan, Wyoming. Uh, Sheridan's a small town in Northern Wyoming and, uh, I loved it. It's, 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 it's definitely not Phoenix. It's not that big city life. It's a lot more mountains and a lot more, uh, nature (laughs) rather than, uh, buildings, but (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm I'm happy about the move and, and it's been good so far. All right, Stephen, take it away.
2: Yeah, So, uh, Chad, again, thanks for being with us. I guess my question, for, my, end for start off with this, uh, you know, reading the article on you in the in the Sheridan Press, uh, talked about you being involved in hockey at a, a very young age. So maybe just for our for our audience here, just kind of talk about your your background with hockey. Um, you know, what what made you get into it, and what did you
4: like about the game, and and why why you want to. Why you love this great game of hockey? Uh, well, it started with my grandpa. My grandpa's in his late 60s now. He still plays men's league uh, once, a, once or twice a week uh, in an old man's league. Uh, he loves it. He was the one that put me on skates at two years old. Uh, I played, played my whole life. Uh, my junior career was cut a little short. I decided to go to school. Um, that led me into transferring to Arizona State where I was working at Oceanside ice arena I got in touch with the right people playing men's league there and and uh, they're the ones that put me in in touch with Josh Brown who uh, was a great mentor to me and, and taught me everything I, I know and and how to do things the right way and, and how to be a good be a good coach and a good person so I have a lot to credit Josh Brown and, and also my grandpa
1: yeah, that's, uh, that's well put. I, I saw you do so many things for that ACHA program at ASU. And for those that don't know, uh, Chad, when you jumped in there, um, that was just like a few years after uh, ASU had gone to NCAA. And Coach Powers will say right up front that he robbed your ACHA program. He had to, to build his NCAA program. So you and Josh really had your hands full trying
4: to basically start over. Is that, is that a fair assumption? Yeah, uh, to to a certain extent, I, I feel like we were also pretty lucky that year getting getting a few players from them um, that di- that didn't quite last in that NCAA era uh, that were a part of the national championship team. I mean, you look at Michael Cummings, Ryan Ostertag, uh, Sean Murphy, uh, Tommy Cooney. They were they were a big part of that. Uh, ACHA National Championship and and getting to have them my first year was kind of a shell shock experience. I mean, they're 25, 26-year-olds uh, who've won a national championship and played hockey at a high level. And here I am, a 22-year-old, just getting into coaching, getting my feet wet, trying to learn learn and soak up as much information as I can, trying to teach them while also being respectful, that they've they've played a high level, they've they've been there, they know what it takes to win a national championship. So that was a bit of a learning experience, but I also think it was just great experience altogether having those guys around. Okay, so you, you go through
1: that, and uh, and then you move on to Sheridan, like you said. And I know you had an interest in junior hockey. It's it's different. Uh, so so break this down for me. Tell me a little different. Between uh, ACHA D one and N A
4: H L three, is that how you how you go by that, or how do you go by that? You just
1: go by uh, we, the three.
4: We, <laughs> we call it, I call it the N A three H H L. Um, N A three H L. Okay, there it, you go. So it's kind of it's kind of similar to ACHA to NCAA, where you have the N A three H L to the North American Hockey League. Um, where you're looking for those guys who are bubble guys of making that next step, um, but not quite being there. So it's very similar in that aspect of wanting to help guys get to that next level. In ACHA, they're pretty much there from the from their freshman year to their senior year. Um, but you're st- when you're recruiting, you're looking for those guys who can compete and play at a high level. Maybe they don't have one tool that gets them to that next level, but that's that's the fun part about junior hockey is that you don't know where they're gonna end up in three years. They could they could end up making an NCAA or D three team. They could, you know, move on to the North American Hockey League, which is tier which is technically NAHL two, because they're tier two. Um, but just the difference is help being able to help a guy find a diff- find his own path, whereas ACHA that's their path.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, uh, we had a guest on our uh, NCAA show last night um, from uh, from the Sun Devils, and he was telling me that, uh, and and this is uh, Mr. Matthew Copperud, Copperud, who uh, is off to a great start with them. But he was talking about. Um, his time going through the BCHL and playing junior hockey and starting his freshman year in college when most of his high school senior friends were already graduating uh, college. So it's a little bit different experience, but how long can guys play in
4: your league, for example, before they have to uh, move on? They can start when they're 16 years old and they can finish. They can turn 21 in their final year of of junior hockey so they get four years to to compete and try to find a NCAA scholarship or find an ACHA school that fits them
1: all right Stephen you got anything else <laughs> I do we have Stephen <laughs> did, did,
4: did, did we lose him
1: there was a, there was a click, and I don't hear him. So maybe he's uh, maybe he's there. Maybe he just can't hear us or something. But okay, I, I've got all kinds of talk. You know that, Chad?
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's been too long.
2: Can you guys hear me now? Uh,
4: oh yeah, yep, you can. You're back. Okay. okay, fire away. I thought
2: I thought I was uh, well, Anyways, I was thought I was muted, and I, I muted. I missed a muted, and I was unmuted. So anyways, okay. Uh, so let me let me ask you about this. Um, going on about uh, you know where you are now and, and, and going through the article with uh, who you coach with up there um, talk about your coaching style uh, you you're described as being more of a players coach and and uh, let's talk about that and how that kind of and how
4: that kind of works for you for you um, I just I just want to treat my guys well uh, if you treat them well they're gonna respect you and they're gonna I feel like they're gonna play well for you um, I I guess it kind of goes back to doing all the things that I do, being the video coach, being the equipment manager, being the assistant coach. Like I'm around the guys all the time. I don't want to be a guy who's always on them. Like I want them to be able to come to me and I can go to them whenever I need to ask them a question and then not be, Oh, here he comes! Like, what does he want now? Like, I want, I want guys to to be able to talk to me, and especially in junior hockey, when these kids, some of these kids are, are living away from home for the first time in their lives, where mom and dad have done everything for them, and I want to, I don't want to do everything for them. I want to be able to help them when I can. And being a player's coach, like it's it's a term used to, I don't know, you're not you're not the the hard O that yells and screams all the time, but you can be hard at times, but at the other, at the other end of the spectrum, you can be more of a friend, more of a mentor, um, someone that helps them in any way they need. And I want to ask, Oh, oh, sorry,
2: Scott, I'm going to ask one more before I, I'm going to ask. So when you, when you look at the work, you know, junior hockey and, and what is the, you know, we talked about the long bus ride you had uh, the last, day, uh, last 14 hours or so. Uh, what, is it, what is it like, you know, being in, in junior hockey? And, you know, because, you know, we hear the travel in, in the lower levels is, is brutal at times and, and just the scheduling and all of that. What, are, what makes that kind of, I don't know, desirable in a way, in a weird way? I mean, it doesn't sound desirable, but why, why is that someplace that you feel like you can contribute right now?
4: Uh, to these players and being
2: part of this uh, experience?
4: Um, I think being a part of this experience for their life, you only get to play junior hockey once. And, you know, you have some 19, 20 year olds who see the writing on the wall that they're not going to get an NCAA scholarship. They're not going to play pro. Um, But I always, I always keep the Preston Ames story in the back of my mind where, he played a little junior hockey. He played four years at ACHA, and now he's living his life in Europe. He found a way to play hockey over there. He found a way to get his European vacation paid for. And I think, <laughs> I think you can play as long as you want to. Um, you just got to work hard at it. And getting to work with these guys every day, like we're on the ice. Uh, six hours a week. We play Fridays and Saturday nights, except this week's a little different. We're at a holiday invitational in Mason City, Iowa this week, playing some teams outside of our division. But pre- Preston Ames is the story that comes to mind where it doesn't matter where you play. If you, if you want it bad enough, you can find a place to play. And I see that there's kids here that love to play hockey, and I, I think that they can definitely uh, find a school and, and even something after that.
1: All right. I want to step back uh, to last year, 35, 10, and one pretty impressive for a team that hadn't hadn't come together until just then. Um, you're getting ready for the tournaments and then COVID hits. And I've talked to 100, uh, 150 different coaches and players uh, since that happened, uh, Chad, but I haven't talked to you. So so tell me what that was like for you guys personally and and how did you deal with it all? Because I saw multiple phases in it i saw frustration i saw disbelief i saw realization and then i saw anticipation for something else how did it go for you guys
4: for us it was very disappointing i think we were finally click like i know 10 losses is, is is what you see but as a team i felt like we were finally clicking towards the end of the season where we had to fight for that number two seed which, which gives you a first round bye. So going into our first playoff ever as a program, we had the buy the first week. Uh, we had an away game on the Wednesday following that week. We were supposed to play at home Thursday night for game two. It got put, the season got put on pause and Friday morning uh, woke up to the season being canceled. So, I mean, you put in a season's worth of work to not see a result. That's very disappointing. And, Coming into this year, I'm not taking a day for granted. I work hard every day to to make sure I'm doing all I can while we can. Um, watching video, helping our guys get bigger, stronger, and faster. Um, just doing any like like I said, not taking a day for granted after after what happened last season. And I think it's showing in our in our season so far. Uh, we're twelve and one right now um, inside of our division. And we have a very good team this year. Uh, We've been very – like COVID this year has kind of helped us out, you know, with a shutdown of a few USHL teams, a few NHL teams. There's been kids that could play at the higher level that have uh, come to us looking to play just any hockey at all. We're very fortunate to be even playing right now. And so just not taking a – day like last year made me not take a day for granted this year
2: so I want to ask, I want to ask to that. So you just kind of touched on it playing this season in, in COVID times. And obviously you guys, you just said that you benefit from other leagues being played. What is it like right now going through this season with COVID and, you know, with, with, you know, as you guys are traveling, as you guys are playing there in, in Wyoming, you know, what's the situation like there and, and what, I mean, what has that been like, you know, making sure that everybody's staying safe and healthy and are you able to pe- put people in the stands, all that, just kind of a little bit about how that's been going for you guys during this COVID-19 season.
4: So it's a little different this year. Last year we were getting six, seven, eight hundred people in the door um, by the end of the season. Um, the, it's a small community that has really gotten behind the Hawks and has really supported us as a team. This year, we They have limited us to 100 people in the door, so we're not getting our community as involved as they were last year. And that's that's huge home, home ice advantage that we're losing out on because we have the people that care and that really want to, to be a part of the team, and they're just not allowed to because of the COVID restrictions. We're wearing masks inside the, inside the rink and making sure that we can do all that we can do uh, when we go to Montana, they're they're even more limited than that. Uh, luckily, in Iowa this weekend, I think they're they have a bigger facility than us, more square footage that allows them to have more people in the door. So it'll be exciting this weekend. Uh, we play four games in four in four games in three days this weekend. So um, it'll be exciting to play in front of fans again and and give our guys the opportunity, our new guys that haven't seen what it's like playing in front of these fans.
1: Okay, so I know a lot of people uh, in hockey have, have traveled on buses, but get, give us a, a sense of what happens on a 14-hour bus ride because you just experienced it, and I think a, a lot of people are curious. What do you guys do to pass the time? How does it all work out? You make a bunch of stops. You
4: just keep flying. What do you do? Uh, we made a few extra stops than, than, than I wanted to last night. Uh, <laughs> I actually got, I got a little mad at our bus driver because all of our, every time we stop, all of our guys want to stop and go to the bathroom, and I'm at the front of the bus with my legs laying across the across the aisle, and I got <laughs> 20, 20 guys hopping over as I'm trying to sleep. We also had a little bit of a bus malfunction last night where one of the airbags or the yeah the airbags was leaking on the front left side, which is nothing big for the vehicle traveling, but you felt every bump. The bus took, I thought we were going down the highway and I thought we were going down a dirt road. It was that bumpy. I was flying off my seat a little, like every time we hit a bigger bump and the sleep was not great. Uh, I'm glad we came a day early to, to kind of get our bodies right. And I made sure our guys were doing extra stretching than, than normal this morning or not this morning, this afternoon, when we were warming up for practice. But I would not recommend a 14-hour bus trip to anyone not in junior hockey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) After this call, I'll probably go straight to bed because we have a 9 a.m. practice tomorrow, a little game day skate, and then we have uh, our biggest test of the year tomorrow night. So I don't know. I might not sleep at all tonight, just because I get, I might watch a little extra film uh, before I go to bed. Spoken like a true coach, no doubt about it. <laughs> okay, Stephen, you got one more for chat.
2: Sure. Uh, you know, so let me let's talk about your your roster this year. Uh, tell me about tell us a little bit some about some of the the players you have and just how you know how the makeup of your of your team and um, and and what the what you feel like you guys can accomplish this uh, this season.
4: So right now we have a guy uh, Jacob Cummings. Um, he's uh we got him late in the year last year. Uh, he's currently uh, leading the league in points. He's got forty eight points in thirteen games. If you can believe that. Uh, he's a Phil Kessel type. Where he's very crafty with his hands, he he sees the game different more than more than the average guy at this level. Uh, we have a goaltender in James Downey who um, is an absolute stud. He started the year with four straight shutouts. He's from Australia. Um, we got him in a trade last year. Uh, we have a, we actually have a we have two Sheridan natives on our team. Uh, Blake Billings and McCaffrey Billings, uh, their brothers. Um, We've got two kids that played in the North American Hockey League last year, and Zach Bridges and Joe Teasdale. Logan Syrup is another another great forward we got at a North American League fa- uh, main camp last year. Uh, Dakota Cottas is, is uh, and Simon Hertz are and jo- and John Teasdale, is Joe's brother, uh, hold down our back end pretty well. Um, we're pretty solid all the way around. I'd say we're a pretty well-rounded team. I think a lot of these guys are going to be, if they don't find D, NCAA D3 homes, they are going to be studs at the ACHA D1 level.
2: So let me ask you about that then. What sort of – the time that you've been there, uh, what sort of uh, reaching out has, has other uh, – like the ACHA, since we focus a lot with the ACHA on this show – Uh, What what sort of interest have you seen from from ACHA teams or from other college teams on on your guys' team and and, and players that maybe that they want to grab or maybe have interest in maybe trying to get on their teams?
4: Last year, we had uh, three guys all commit to Midland. Um, Those were our first three commits uh, as a program. I see a lot. I, I mean, I talked to Greener and Nick Rabone, and I see Tate at our showcase, and you know, they're definitely interested in the guys we have. And, you know, if that's the right fit for them, uh, awesome. I hope, I, I hope that they're, that they're going after these kids. And um, I, I'm a big supporter of the ACHA being there for three years. You know, there's always the debate of NCAA D3 and ACHA D1. And, you know, I don't see a huge difference. I mean, I see, I see kids finding the school that fits for them rather than, I mean, the hockey is important too, but, you know, at the end of the day, your schooling is just as important. And I try to I try to tell our guys that, uh, you know, you can play NCAA D3, but is it the right school for you? Is it the, you know, are you looking for a small school or a big school? And, you know, you see a lot of the ACHA D1 teams out of out of big schools, and if that's what a kid wants, then it's hard to find that at the D3 level where you got all those private schools and they're smaller and, you know, more – more personable, but there's also the kids that want that. And so, you know, I try, to, I try to help them find the school that fits for them as well as the hockey that fits for them.
2: Okay.
1: I mean, I, I'm going to let you go. Cause I know you're getting, uh, you're getting ready to go to take a nap at least.
4: <laughs> I know you're going to watch some Just film. a quick 10 a, a quick hour nap. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, I, I'm going to end it on this one though, Chad. Uh, we do this show. I have been doing the show since March called club hockey Southwest weekly, and it's focusing on the ACHA out here in the Southwest from Colorado to, to Arizona and uh, I joke with the coaches, and, and you'll probably have, uh, have seen this from a distance now, but uh, it's kind of like an arms race here, right? UNLV, U of A, ASU, Grand Canyon, uh, Utah, Colorado, Colorado State, uh, all of those schools now being in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, all are kind of competing to, uh, to win a national championship at the same time. And uh, it, it's been unbelievable what we've seen as far as talent come through here. Did you expect that three years ago when you were at ASU? Did you expect that? Absol- growth?
4: Absolutely, the game is only getting better uh, in in every place that it's growing. And like okay. I, I said in my art and to the the girl who interviewed me last week, like I want to grow the game where it's not supposed to be. And to see that all those Arizona teams are are getting better, that the WCHL is getting better or the teams that were in the WCHL are getting better like I feel like I had a part in that and and that's that's something I can hang my hat on like I I want I wanted to be a part of that and I'm, and I'm glad I was <laughs> James Downey just my goalie just uh just joined <laughs> the chat so let's give him another <laughs> shout out because I just talked uh, about him before before he got on
1: I uh, love it Love it. Well, as, as you know, I told you I was up in Vegas doing a couple uh, of things with clients t- tomorrow and Friday. So uh, we appreciate having you on. If you uh, if you haven't been to Vegas in a little while, they've got more hockey rings, Chad, than you can shake a, a stick at. Uh, we at, Let's see. Let me quickly go through them for you. T-Mobile Arena, two ice sheets at City National Arena, two ice sheets in Henderson, a new ice sheet coming up in Henderson for uh, their AHL team, and proposed two more ice sheets Uh, in South
2: Vegas
4: so I bet you never thought you'd see that no but you know I got you you know Greener and and Nick have have had a huge part in that and and kudos to them because they're uh they're great guys and they actually put together uh some zoom calls over the summer that I got to be a part of and and I really appreciate them doing that that was awesome of them All right.
1: He's a former Sun Devil. He's got Sparky on his arm to prove it. He's got a Sheridan Hawk on there as well now. Chad Bailey, thanks for joining us, especially after such a long uh, last couple of days for you. Good luck this weekend and continue that streak. If you're 12-1 and right now, what's it going to be
4: like in a month? Uh, I can can only hope that 11 in a row grows to 25 in a row. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Chad
1: Bailey with the Sheridan Hawks. Stephen and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back in about three minutes and wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and the Maryville University Saints.
3: At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot at the best-tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Canción Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Canción Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long workday. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancy on Tequila, award winning taste since 2011.
0: When looking for a place to continue your education, think of the boxes that Maryville University checks off. Big city access, Maryville is located in the St. Louis suburbs. Small school feel, Maryville's average class size is less than 15. Vibrant campus, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country. With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, Maryville University is able to provide a cutting-edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences to education to business and more, our undergrad and graduate programs promise an individualized, hands-on experience that is truly crafted for today's students. For more information on our campus life programs, admissions, or more, visit our website at maryville.edu. I have a car whose lease is up soon, and I'll be looking around for the best deal that I can get. I have certain parameters that I'm looking for in that next vehicle. For example, I want a car that qualifies for a New York State HOV sticker, but being on Long Island won't stop me from taking advice from hockey great Shane Doan and I'll be checking out Bell Ford and bellford.com Bell Ford the presenting partner of our new season of the Sunday special at icetimehockeysw.com was voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona so go shop where Shane Doan shops talk to Kevin Wood let him know that icetimehockeysw.com sent you and let him give you the all-star treatment Online, or at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix.
3: Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics a short walk from Sun Devil Stadium, or Desert Financial Arena. Stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day. College Bar and Grill.
1: All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, the 16th floor of the D Hotel in the. Uh, Beautiful downtown Las Vegas. My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from his palatial estate across town here in Las Vegas. Um (laughs) uh, coach, uh uh, coach, why am I calling you coach? (laughs) Put me in where did that come from? Let, Let me take a break and step back. I meant to ask you, Stephen. Uh Coach Bailey uh, has seen it at multiple levels, and, and that's why I really wanted to have you, Mom, was not only to uh, just visit again because he's a great conversation, but I wanted to also find out some of the differences. And uh, a program that's only two years old, the 35-10-1 in their first year before COVID derails the tournament for them, and now they're off to a 12-1 and start and uh, playing in a holiday tournament right in the midst of COVID and, and seem seemingly just, Continue to move on. Safety first, of course, but they keep doing what
2: they have to do. So, um, your thoughts on our, our visit with Chad? No, it was uh, it was very uh, very informative. I, I liked uh, what he said about the ACHA and and the NCAA Division three. We've had we've had some players on that play uh, for UNLV that. Spent some time in both schools, and they both have said that the it's really not much of a difference, and almost they almost like being on an ACHA team more than they than they did when they were on the, the NCAA uh, Division three team. Uh, but you know it's it's really uh, it's really it's really amazing that that in these times, you know, we talked a lot about about the pandemic and a lot of you know we talked about whether we should be able to resume the hot hockey season or get the hot season started. Or their their season has been able to to go forward uh, with, with, with some restrictions, but they, they're moving forward. They're having a great season. I liked he said that they, they seem like they benefited a little bit from, from COVID you know, we look at some because of some of these other junior leagues that maybe haven't started back up. And some of these players have, that they've been able to get on this, this team that they picked up that would have been maybe playing on other leagues or other teams. And they've been able to comprise a pretty good roster. Uh, so it's, it's really a, I always, it's always interests me why somebody like that would be coached at this kind of level or people that are, uh, you, you know, go on these kind of trips. You know, you talked about a 14-hour bus ride. That is a long time on a bus. And uh, I've been on a few bus rides that have been not that long. But, and it's, it's and you go in the middle of the night because you're trying to get back after a, a week instead and you don't, you know, you don't want to spend that extra money to stay in the hotel one night, more night. So you come back after the game, after that last game and, and it's a long, long run in some cases, and and you wonder why, why would why would you want to go through that, especially at some of these levels where maybe there's not as much of a, a financial benefit to it, or or you know maybe rule, that kind of aspect. And it's just, let, like, let me incredible. give you the answer to that. Love of the game. Exactly, exactly right, exactly, and you can see that from from him, um, from from our but Be- Chad Bailey, and uh, he's got a love of this game. He's he's been in hockey since he was two years old. I, I love, the, you know, what you said about that, which is also in that article as well about him in the Sheridan. And that's it. It's not the love of the game. That's what people do these things. You know, I, I love sports as a fan. I've never I never played any professional sport or any, you know, Little League sport or whatever. But i I love watching sports and we see a lot of times we, we watch the athletes on the highest stage in the in the NHL. But that's why I love watching the college sports a lot and certainly, you know, been loving watching the A C H A the last few years is because it's 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 a different it's a different type of motivation i think sometimes maybe even more so because there's not as much money involved in it at that level because you know when you get to the pro level you're making and you're really good you're making millions of dollars and you wonder whether they're good or bad or for most cases they're still going to get their money but these other players are fighting and clawing the way to get to that i mean for a lot of them to get to that level so it's almost more desirable to watch that kind of hockey because these players are are more uh these these young players are more motivated to to try to to try to mimic some of their their heroes in the in the pro in the pro ranks. Well I'll give you a couple things that I took
1: away. Not that you're asking, but <laughs> No, go ahead. We always want to hear your opinion, Scott. We love we love what you have to say. I, I will I will throw it out there. Number one is uh, I thought he made a great point when he said education is very important because you don't know how long you're going to be playing this game. So uh, go find that education and find the hockey that fits. If you need to uh, attend UNLV or U of A or ASU because you like the big school, you like the location, you like the weather, whatever it is, uh, go do it. If you prefer that small town uh, college atmosphere of the NCAA Division three, then go do it, but just do the best that you can do. The other thing I thought was a great a great takeaway was he said, I do this because I want to grow the game where the game isn't played. <laughs> and I thought that was fantastic because six years ago I said the same thing about Arizona. I said, we need to get more attention into what's going on. That's why we started the website. That's why we started the YouTube channel. That's why we started the podcast. And by the way, if you haven't heard, I'm calling us now the quad pod of hockey podcasts in prime time. You like that? The quad pod of hockey podcasts in prime time—is
2: that one of your—is that one of your, uh, one of your <laughs> specialties, Scott? Did you come up with that on your own? Because it's—I—that's yeah. I, I, yeah, mine. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's an idea that I actually like of yours. Not that, I like all your ideas. So let's just preface them. I just give you a hard time, but no, <laughs> that so is how anyway. Minnesota kid. every time you connect everything to Minnesota. But but this 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 we like the quad pod of hockey pods. I like it.
1: Yeah, well, we do one every night, Sunday through Wednesday, 7.30 p.m., right in prime time. We do it live. We talk professional. We talk college. We talk more college, and we talk more college. So uh, everybody's getting a chance to uh, to hear a little bit about what's going on in the Southwest. We continue to find really good guests, I think, a little biased in that, but I like what, we, uh, what we're what we able to put out there. So uh, when Chad said growing the game, that that really hit me. And then the final thing that I took away from it was – uh, when he brought up the name Preston Ames, and if you're not familiar with Preston, he played at uh, ASU at the ACHA level for four years. And then uh, as Chad would so eloquently say, he got his uh, European vacation paid for as he went to play in Europe. And I, I see him on social media all the time, and he's plastered with that typical uh, European jersey look with uh, advertising everywhere. And um, it, it's just, it just tells you that you can do uh, pretty much whatever you want from wherever you're at. You just you got to continue to push forward, and you can't give
2: up. Absolutely, I I love that. I you know we talk about growing the game, and and that certainly is so important. Um, you just look at what's happened here in in, in Nevada, in, in Las Vegas especially, and in Henderson, and and what we've seen from you know I guess we go back from from a new start of this website five years ago, which is even before we even knew each other, and to now and just seeing what, where things are. And, and in Arizona, certainly it's looking good there and, and some of these other areas that we we cover now with Colorado and Utah. And, and you know, where he went up there in Wyoming, you, you don't really hear much about hockey up there. You know, you don't hear much about Wyoming except the, the university up there, their basketball and football. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great that he's able to – to be part of something, and he said this, this is, this is only a, a junior team that's two years old now. So he's, he was at it from the the start there, him and, and the guy, uh, the head coach yeah, there. And right? Coach Scheib. Yes, Andy Scheib. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Which, by the way, uh, a Minnesotan, at least he played his uh, some college hockey in Minnesota. So <laughs> I like I, it. I, there Minnesota. you go. Like, right, you got to get the Minnesota in there. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, you know, just to kind of put a bow on all this, uh, the talk that we like to do on this is, is chat about different things and how they all connect. And, and the other thing that, that I thought was really cool with Chad is that uh, he coached under Josh Brown at ASU. Uh, Josh left and then Chad left, but they connected again in, in a way that they, they were able to find spots for each other through hockey connections. And Stephen, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people I've run into uh, at all different levels from the college level at ACHA all the way to the professional level of people that that I knew or had contact with or whatever and, and now they're at different levels and, and and it's just like this hockey family just keeps connecting uh, all the way around in one big circle so that's exciting I think the growth is exciting uh, to get off club hockey for a minute it's exciting that the uh, The uh, NCAA seems to be moving along pretty well. There's still some places that had to shut down, obviously, in the Ivy League and and places out east uh, due to COVID. But for the most part, the Big Ten has held up pretty well, and the uh, NCHC pod in Omaha has been fantastic. Big shout-out to our partner at nchc.tv for for, uh, putting on a heck of a show. And uh, just a shout-out, Sunday night we're going to have Alex Heinert, one of the uh, voices of – What will be 38 games in 21 days, Uh, Alex from Midco Sportsnet is going to be on as our special guest Sunday night. Um, So, you know, I mean, it just keeps moving around, and I think the NHL is playing it smart again. They know when they want to start. They know how they want to start. They know how they want to do it safely. Uh, We saw what they did in in the bubble, and it was a huge success, I thought. And, you know, no doubt in my mind that they'll do it
2: right in both the NHL and AHL, and we can't wait to see them get started. Yeah, and I want to mention this too. I, you know, we talk about we're waiting for, anxiously for the right. The NHL season to start, and the American Hockey League season to start obviously the ACHA season to start. But I have to say the NCAA uh, hockey, they're, they're getting a lot of uh, maybe extra attention these days, and that's got to be great for them. I mean, I Arizona State, some of their games have been on TV on the NHL Network, and you know when they and and when they play Notre Dame, well, obviously Notre Dame has a contract with NBC, so a lot of their sports gets aired on the NBC Sports uh, platforms, but. Uh, it's been great. Obviously, Big, Big Ten Network plays Big Ten hockey games, but when you, you know, when there's not as much hockey going on, and people want to watch hockey, they're going to turn to to watch college hockey, NCAA hockey. So, and and it's and it's important hockey because as we see, a lot of these players that end up playing in the NCAA obviously end up on on uh, being drafted in the NHL, as we've seen that Brendan Brandon Brisson who plays with Michigan, he's he was drafted by the Golden Knights and others, of course, and. In different teams and and you're that's really the only hockey that's going on. We're going to see that the world juniors going to you know they're going to get ready to start up in, in end of December, and that'll be uh, you know it, up there in Canada in Edmonton, same place where they have the the bubble for the playoffs and uh, and then of course the NHL now targeting mid uh, January and AHL February. So yeah, it's, this is this is good. We 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 know the situation right now is still not in the best shape, but uh, there are there are some promising signs that. We're going to see some some sort of uh, season go on, and we just have to see how it plays out. But it's it's exciting, and, and kudos to the NCAA, who seem to be managing it pretty well so far uh, to this point.
1: And, you know, if there were six more of me, Stephen, we'd do something with junior hockey because that's a big area I think that, that gets – uh, not enough attention, but the NA3HL, which is where the Sheridan Hawks is, are and uh, play in that league. A number of teams there, a number of a lot of talented hockey players, and of course, the North American Hockey League, the uh, the big boys uh, of that group, and then of course, USHL, we see a lot of action going on there as well. So, uh, you know, just a shout out to the junior guys that are playing and, and competing because, it's all about the love of the game. It's all about growing the game, and, and we've said this enough. Uh, it's about getting better and growing the game. The two simple things. So we'll end it on that. I'll let you do your read, and uh, we'll say good night tonight from uh, Las Vegas with a uh, little Roger Klein and
2: the Peacemakers De Niro. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey is a presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, also brought to you by Verizon the 5G and 5G Ultra brand for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey. Come to the greater St. Louis area and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment. Wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's on Tequila, Ultra Smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPal, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates, doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold, get your personalized koozies and shower shoes, Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona by M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app, just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network.
1: Very well done, my friend. Uh As always, I might add, a big shout-out to uh, the Sheridan Hawks for sharing their assistant coach, Chad Bailey, with us tonight on a a great episode, a great conversation, as I like to say. And uh, we'll say goodnight tonight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers uh, De Niro. But before we do that, I do want to say Sunday night, College Hockey Southwest Live, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, great guest from Midco Sports, Alex Heinert, is going to join us. And I uh, can't wait to have Alex on and find out what's been going on in the pot. Ha-ha. I know. I've been watching it.
2: <laughs>
1: have a good yes. night, everybody.
2: Have a good week, everybody.